Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech, the red dirt rivalry renewed. We're breaking a tie in the 50th iteration of the Dust Bowl. Texas Tech and Oklahoma State competing for that cherished bronzed tumbleweed coming up this weekend. We're looking ahead and also Big 12 power rankings coming at you on today's episode. So get limbered up. It's next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech. Your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Everything runs through Lubbock. So good to have you along for the ride once again on Locked On Texas Tech. With the only Chris Level, I'm Casey Cowan. It's your team every day on the Locked On Podcast Network. And a big gracias to our friends at Upside, bringing you today's episode. Download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D. That's promo code LOCKED to get $5 more cash back on your first purchase of 10 bucks or more with Upside. Chris, uh, we're getting close to the second of, of uh, back-to-back games on the road and, and the fifth of five straight against top 25 opponents. Uh, the opponent, regardless of the logo or, or who it is necessarily as far as the series history, is daunting enough. But I think when you do look at this series history between the Red Raiders and Cowboys, you look at a series that has been really frustrating for a Tech fan. And we know from experience because once upon a time, there's like four different kind of phases here I guess you've been through. Beginning of the Big 12, Oklahoma State stinks I mean, they're just not getting a whole lot done. I know less miles for a moment, but you go back and look at some of those years and wow, they weren't having a whole lot of fun in Stillwater. Then you get to a little bit more competitive era, Texas Tech and Oklahoma State going back and forth. Nobody can win on the road in the series. You blow their doors off with arguably your best team ever in 2008. And then you kind of quit having best teams ever. And Oklahoma State (laughs) continued to stack up some that are in that kind of conversation, right? So Once upon a time, you weren't far off, and this is the 50th meeting between these two, and it is dead even. 23-23 and three ties thrown in for good measure. Uh, I think this is one that you definitely want to get back to faring a lot better within. You've won two of the last four, but unfortunately those other two uh, are the last two for Texas Tech, not going the right way. Best coach in the league, though, right now, yes, Mike Gundy? I'd have to say so, and I think one of the more underrated in the nation. I'm. I'm not even. Yeah. I. I, th- I think. Uh, I don't. There's really not much of an argument that you could make that he's not um, based on. You know, and, and and he's in the midst of this this interesting tenure there that, and he's been responsible for its uptick, and then it's it's staying that way, and yeah. it's easier to get good than it is to stay good, and that's the hard part is to mm. keep it at a at that level. And I know that, you know, he's three and 14 versus OU, but if you remove that, we, we talk about him and that program a lot differently. And we probably still should talk about it in, in some ways in that I would kill for, to have that, that kind of record. I mean, I think, let's see, 18 seasons, they have seven double digit win seasons, seven. And I think there's two others that are nine win seasons in that when we, we point back to 08 and it's almost kind of annoying just because you know, it, it, it's like, geez, it's like, you know, the Cowboys pointing to their Super Bowls '95. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, and, and it was good at the time, but it's like, geez, can we make some new memories? You know, 
I'd, I'd like to. I'd like to have some new. I'd like to have some new stuff. Oh, we've uh, got some new memories made. That, that just we not can, the ones we want. Yeah, that we can, that we can talk about. I mean, I mean, in, in that year for Tech, you go to the Cotton Bowl, right? I mean, they, they've they've won multiple Fiesta Bowls. They've been to the Cotton Bowl multiple times. I mean, um, sh- uh, there's a Sugar Bowl appearance, you know. So, anyways, it's just, uh, yeah, man, they, they have it rolling. I mean, they, they are the epitome of consistency and what you want to be right now. And it's there's been some rough tenure there with with, with Mike and kind of T Boone when he was still uh, amongst us, but. They've weathered that storm, and it seems like everybody's happy now and all that, but they're a handful, and they are every year. And this series is really, to your point, Casey, it's really, yeah, it's it's turned lately. I mean, you're, you're kind of Thank on this, God. on the wrong side of it in the last decade-ish. And uh, it, uh, but, but yeah, I mean, you know what you're getting every year, you know. I mean, wasn't that the, what wasn't the, the like the, the guy doing the, the guns up when he's just like passed out in the stands when it was what 66 to six. That's right. <laughs> yeah, he I still mean, had a pulse. He still had a he pulse. Did. He's like, he's like, I'm not I'm really tired, but yeah, guns up. He was everybody. technically alive in the gun. I love that picture. I have it saved on my computer. If I'd have known you were gonna bring it up, I'd have dialed it up for the show because yeah. that's one that's an iconic Red Raider photo there. Yes, yes. <laughs> but that kind of sums up this series lately, unfortunately. So yeah, no yeah. doubt. Well, and that day, this is the only kind thing they did for us during that period because after 2008, they went on their longest streak in the series history, winning nine straight from nine to 17. The only thing they did nicely for us during that time was birth the legend of the dancing ginger. And I will always show gratitude for Oklahoma State. I think on the same day that you were just referencing there, 66 to six, good grief. Was that the same day that we had like Cornelius Douglas? Uh, trying to cover Justin Black, converted wide receiver, first week at cornerback. Hey, here's Justin Blackman. Go have fun yeah. with him for a few quarters. And I think, Chris, if I'm not mistaken, I feel like Tech had not forced a punt in like a decade or something going to that game. So I remember doing pregame and talking about, wow, you know, one defensive stop would be nice. Just let's see if the team has another punter. <laughs> they get it like the first drive. And you probably remember what happens after that. We muff it at the goal line, our own goal line. <laughs> and it's just disaster. And I thought, well, that's what I get for asking for a punt. I'm not going to do that again this year. But that was that was a day to forget. But somehow I'm remembering uh, odd details. I was about it. to say you remember Every a lot bit of, it. of it. I know. Yeah. I had a lot of fun that day uh, in yeah. some ways, just not football ways. But you did mention a, a recent turning here. As Texas Tech has won two of the last four had a nice little two-year stretch where you got one on the road, punishing the Cowboys 41-17, to 45-35 in 2019 back here in Lubbock. And I got to tell you, a memory of the loss in 2020, 50-44 in Stillwater, was one of the sourest of the Matt Wells era. I will never forgive that staff for the onside kick after you finally claw your oh, way to a lead on the road and, and they house it. You want to talk memories. So really, you've won two of the last four. I think you did some things maybe in three of the last four that, that would deserve uh, a win. You just didn't get it in that one in particular. I mean, <laughs> wasn't the win up in Stillwater, though? This was like the Alan Bowman, like, coming out party kind of thing. Like, oh, my gosh, this kid, this kid, maybe. Am I remembering that right? I Possibly. I, think, I, re- I remember a running back having a big impact. Well, um, and I think they I hand the ball in, in the locker room to Tommy McVeigh. 
I cannot remember who the running back was, but okay. I remember my my friend I was watching it with, and this is a true memory as well. I was on top of a Mesa at Caprock Canyons <laughs> using a friend's work data to stream it on an iPad under the starlight. I mean, it was just magical, and we just kicked the dog out of them, so that made it even more magical. But there was something like after the game, I remember my, my buddy was totally lit because he was talking about that running back. Like, I don't know, he kind of reminds me of uh barry sanders you know he was just going all out like we get one win on the road that we don't expect and our, our running backs barry sanders all of a sudden but yeah that was one where you kind of thought oh is cliff you figuring something out we connecting some dots are we gonna get into a rhythm but uh it was not to be but no. the, i don't why do you think that this series has turned towards a closer tilt the last few years, because, man, there were some punishing games during that long stretch. I, I think because, you know, Gundy has had continuity with his staff for the most part. I mean, there's been some coordinators that have changed and all that stuff. I think he's been a, a stable, and I think they've just recruited really well. And you've kind of had all this change and back and forth, and you've got different philosophies, different schemes. Uh, and, and they've, you know, they, if I'm being honest, they always have a good quarterback. You know, I mean, um, that that position, they haven't missed on it. And for the most part, they, they've kept their guy healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, that's also played into it. They've been a little lucky from keeping their, their quarterback, their signal caller healthy. But, I mean, you go Mason Rudolph and, you know, obviously now they've got Spencer Sanders. But they've just had to kind of the stretch of just not that they've had draft picks or the best guy, but but they just always have a, a, a capable individual that – you know, because they can always run it. They always have wideouts. Uh, they're just solid. And, you know, that that was their deal last year is that they've gotten so good on defense that, you know, now there's a, a, a bit of a – and they've always just feasted. That's the one thing with Oklahoma State. They may give up yards and plays they have over the, the series of years. But they, for whatever reason, they're all they're really good at taking the ball away. I mean, they're like yeah. a turnover margin. And I don't know how they do it, but it's – uh, it, it seems like, and maybe I'm remembering wrong or just not, but it seems like they're one of the best in the conference every year at that stat, at the takeaway or the turnover margin. Yes. And they always, and that's part of why they win more than they lose. And, you know, but there's just some, some identities that they have with their program that are pretty much like, well, yeah, of course they, they run the ball pretty well. Of course they, they have the one stud wide out that may go to the NFL that they just rear back and just <laughs> chunk it to. Um, and they always have a good quarterback, you know, so um, but there's a lot of things that factor into that. And really, it's just Gundy and stability and, you know, the, what money same well, same guy in charge. of. So they, they pay their assistants really well, you know, yes. and then they keep the same. He's kept the same coaches there and in, in many instances there for a long time. And yet you've had some turnover here. That's just part of it. But there's many folks that would love to have the stability that they've had. Oh, and let me tell you also uh, from knowing uh, multiple, multiple guys who went through uh, recruiting visits to Oklahoma State, they put on a hell of a show. It's not quite the same show they'd put on if the NCAA was in town, but they put on a hell of a show. Uh, I can certainly tell you that. And maybe on like an unauthorized version of Locked on Texas Tech, I can tell you what's included in the show, but we'll have to put the kiddies to bed for that one, Chris. There's so many things similar, but... The roster has always been better. They've recruited better, more consistently, and that really stands out. You were touching on, you know, guys like going to the draft and whatnot, and that was one thing that stood out to me when looking at some 
numbers historically for Texas Tech. As a program, the Red Raiders actually have a better winning percentage, slightly around 56% to 52% for Oklahoma State all time. Red Raiders have 39 bowl appearances. Oklahoma State has 32, separated by about 20 wins all time in favor of the Cowboys. But I was looking at this number. Uh, when you're talking about first-round NFL draft picks, 21 to 8. And when you're talking about draft picks in general, I just think you've seen Oklahoma State litter those lists a hell of a lot more often, unfortunately, especially over the last decade of the Gundy tenure, uh, than Texas Tech has. So outright, they just had some good players more often. I think you look at those rosters, and, and far more often Oklahoma State's got a big advantage there. And I think here's your, here's your one. And I think he's actually done a pretty good job this year, uh, considering it was a huge question mark. But I mean, Monroe Monroe Mills couldn't play at Oklahoma State, and he wanted to play, and he came here, and he's a starting right tackle. That is a good point. I mean, you know what? Yeah, what's that? What's that tell you? I mean, so and and I and I I talked to him this week. I think. He's got like four years left, and, and and there may have been some other things that factored into him him leaving there and all that stuff. Right. But I mean, sure. bottom line is he wanted to play. It wasn't happening there, and um, you know. But I mean, that's that's just I guess proves uh, proves the point of just a little bit. They just, I, I mean, again, healthy respect for, and I I, I envy what they've what they've done in the last 10 or 15 years man and i get if you're 3 and 14 against your your hated rival your in-state rival and you do deserve some criticism for that you need to be better there if you're them but if you just remove that out whoo i mean it's a it's i mean it's a doozy of a program man i mean really nationally uh and here yeah. you are what, what are they ranked top uh what are they top Number 10 seven, right now I yeah. yeah i was about to say hello uh yeah and screw you tommy tupperville i'll never forgive you for james <laughs> castleman and uh is it xavier benson is he a cowboy so xavier benson left here and and yeah that that was uh that was a non-football related issue yeah. that he left here he was in a yeah that, that was that's and a, now that's, he's he he went to junior college and now he's he's basically starting I think for Oklahoma State, yeah, I went to JC, but he's a good player. He just, yeah, he was. That was that's a whole some per, per, personal things there. I think uh, with him and and all that. But yeah, to your point, it would have been nice to hold on to him and have him doing those good things here. There's just always been this like little panhandle fist fight over some talent, yep. and Oklahoma State has won out far more often. You think about James Washington and, and some other guys, Castleman, another guy that you remember along that defensive front that was. Uh, a mainstay there for the Cowboys was once a member of a Texas Tech class. Frustrating to say the least, but locked at 23 apiece as you meet up for the 50th time. As I mentioned, some ties thrown in uh, as a part of the Red Dirt rivalry where they play it in football season for the Dust Bowl trophy. It's a bronzed tumbleweed. And I think actually after the game, the winning coach gets to shove it up the well, that may be the other show as well. The unauthorized edition of Locked on Texas Tech. We'll get to the trophy ceremony, but it's going to be a doozy. Can't broadcast that one on FS1. I think that's actually pay-per-view coming up after the game on Saturday evening. Coming up dead ahead, we'll stick with Red Raider football. We have talked two quarterbacks this week, have discussed a couple of guys that certainly Tech fans are discussing right now. But what about a third that Joey McGuire was touching on? We'll get to a... Tyler Shuck forecast coming up on the other side and here once again from Coach McGuire. But first, cash in your pocket always feels great. And that's why Upside is a no-brainer for you 
today. It's an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, dines out, you know, like all of humankind. With every purchase, you're earning cash back thanks to Upside. Going to feel good everywhere, but especially scratching that itch somewhere like the gas pump. You know what I'm saying? You're probably thinking it's too good to be true, but it's not. So what are your plans with all your cash back? The wheels are going to get the turning right now, and you can get the ball rolling by going on and getting started with Upside. Download the free Upside app. Use our promo code LOCKED and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Again, download the free Upside app and then use the promo code LOCKED and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. So download the free Upside app. Use the promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more with Upside. Thanks for making Locked On Texas Tech a part of your day every day. It's a good idea because it's your team every day on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. We do appreciate it if you have already. And if you've already done it, tell somebody that hadn't. Friend, foe, anyone you know, feel free. Subscribe on YouTube anywhere you get your podcast. New episodes each weekday and beyond, but each weekday at 7 a.m. Premiering there on YouTube, Central Standard Time the Lord's time. What kind of time are we talking this week for Tyler Shuck? Well, maybe he hadn't been at the forefront of your mind because he's not an option presently for the Red Raiders at the quarterback position. But a comment from Joey McGuire stuck out to me, Chris, as far as some optimism as it relates to his progress and actually looking ahead to, to some weeks where maybe we will be uh, considering Tyler Shuck as a viable and at least relatively healthy option. Here is Coach McGuire on the former QB1. Through yesterday and today, um, I still think, uh, I mean, hopeful for West Virginia. Um, we'll see. What we'll do is he'll throw all week this week, um, meet with a doctor, see how he feels, and then see if he's far enough along to practice for West Virginia. If not, then, you know, I think it would be Baylor. It's just one of those deals of, um, you know, how he feels throwing the ball and, and, uh, you know, he looked good yesterday. Uh, you know, he's out there. He wasn't with any receivers. He's just throwing with the trainers and, and different student guys, but looked good. The biggest thing right now is n nothing but his throwing motion, you know, of, of the, I guess the two things. You know, one, is it safe to put him in the game with his shoulder? And two, is throwing motion. Once he feels good about that, then I think when the doctors release him, you put him in practice and, and let him go. And, you know, again, whenever it gets that to that point, you're also going to say, okay, at what point, you know, who gives us the best at that, like at that point. I know he won the job, but who gives us the best chance to, to win that week, you know, and then hopefully we get all three of them, then we can do some things that we planned on doing at the first of the year. It's going to be interesting uh, end of the season here with this position. Uh, I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just telling you, it, uh, it, it's going to be interesting and it's going to be tricky and it's going to be a, a bit muddy uh, when it comes to, 
how we look at it and how performances are looked at and how, you know, just this is going to be a lot going here, depending on what's at stake and, and, and all those things. But, you know, you, you, you see Tyler when you're over there on a Monday, you see Tyler in and out of the building. You see him coming in and out of the coaches' offices and he's in good spirits. He's extremely, you know, he's engaged. I mean, like the mental part of this is going to be the last thing anybody needs to worry about because he mm. he's basically operating – right now as if he was starting against Oklahoma State. He'll do the same thing, you know, in two weeks uh, versus West Virginia, whether he's playing in that game or not, uh, just because he's trying to – this is what he does. This is who he is. But um, it, I, I don't know, like, exactly what we're looking at here because keep in mind, he needs, a, he needs a week of practice. And then, you know, then do you – is it better for him to, to – if you when you do break the seal on putting him back in there, is it better for him to start the game or is it better for him to, hey man, won't you you know like watch this thing for a second and come in in the second quarter? I don't know. I mean, there's all kinds of that's how desperate be are you for a new guy to start the game? That the, that's who myth come off of a good day or that yeah. too because you know you're you're an underdog against Oklahoma State. Make no mistake. However. You know, and, and I think it would be obviously a, uh, an upset. Uh, there's no doubt about that if you go into Stillwater and win because they're a top ten ranked team. You're not ranked, and 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 you're you're the underdog and everything. But that that bye week then comes. But that West Virginia game, all of a sudden, if you're sitting there and you are three and three and you're one and two in the Big Twelve, that West Virginia game, Casey, is big. You can't you you can't mess around in that game with trying to fiddle around I me. Mean, you, you start to look at your West Virginia and Kansas games. If you want to get to bowl eligibility and these things like that, mm-hmm. those are big games and you better play well at home. You better win those. Uh, and, and, you know, so I, I just, that we start to, you know, you, you look at these schedule as it comes at you and you kind of look at it all at this one lump sum in the summertime. But as you start to like, now that you've passed some of it, you start to look at these, uh, week to week now. And I'm telling you that West Virginia game is going to be huge, man. One way or the other, because you're either going to be coming off of a bye week and trying to, uh, to, to, to make everybody understand that, Hey, you beating Oklahoma state wasn't a fluke in Stillwater or whatever the case may be there, or you're going to be desperate for a win and wishing you could have played much sooner than when you could have, because you had to sit there and stew on it for 13, 14 days, whatever, before you got back on the field. So either way, that's going to be a big one, but that, that may be a bit too early, but we'll we'll, we'll know uh, as we go along here kind of what that looks like, man. But he, you haven't seen the last of Tyler Shuck this season, that's for sure. That's really interesting, man. And I don't know, uh, especially in year one for a head coach, it's uh, a lot of coaching staff. Yeah, navigating these it's waters. A lot. Well, and, and you know what? Tricky. And you know what? This part part shouldn't be lost on anybody. How you handle that. How you handle that is going to be something that we talk about like all off season because it's going to affect what these guys do from a future standpoint. Yeah. I mean, is, is Tyler Shuck indeed? Does, does he want to, does he want to come back next year? Aren't you crazy if you go, Hey man, I think we're good. We, we don't want you to come back. And if he does come back, I mean, I, I just, I know he hasn't been able to stay healthy, but if he wants to come back, aren't you crazy to tell an old guy like that that when you know him, when he is healthy, he's really good? Aren't you crazy to tell him, hey, man, no, we, we, I think we're good, man. But if he does, don't you think that Donovan and Barron, somebody probably – I mean, I don't know. There's just all kinds of of, of things there 
um, that you've got to sort through. And I don't know what it looks like uh, and all that. I'm not, I don't even want to think about all that stuff, but bottom line is all that stuff gets factored into how this is maneuvered and managed and, and dealt with. And who the heck knows what, what the right thing to do is. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting to watch. And I think we did also hear from, from coach McGuire, uh, a comment that was kind of telling in the way that he delivered it. We played it on the show a couple of days ago um, as it relates to Baron Morton right now and kind of the thought of, do we want to go out there with these unknowns and try to manage those unknowns? You could tell he was trying to navigate his words uh, carefully when he was describing that um, because you know physically what a guy like that can do. But And I uh, think and I think Baron has the most upside of all three of these guys. I do, I do as well. Physically, talent-wise, I think, He's the guy, but Chris, that I was bringing that up because it takes me back to Tyler Shuck and, you know, like the knowns or unknowns about how he would react to a game situation, just like Baron Morton. Now, Baron has no like college tape, so we don't really know anything. Shuck right. has some, but I got to tell you, as a Red Raider, Shuck's like a complete unknown to me as a quarterback. Honestly, I we haven't seen him <laughs> navigate week to week, and I know, agree. I don't know. There's a lot of unknown there too, right? But I think it's all just about being frustrated right now with the inconsistency you're getting with the present guy. So like football fans uh, or sports fans are want to do, where's the next guy? Who's the next guy? Because I know. got to be better I, than the <laughs> I want to be entertained, damn it. That's I mean, right. and if I'm not being entertained now, put, put somebody in there that will. Yeah, that's right, right? I mean, that, that ultimately what it comes down to. Hey, here's an opportunity coming up on Saturday to quiet the quarterback conversation for a couple of weeks if you want to, Donovan Smith, because obviously a, a win and you being an impactful part of that, uh, I think would have to quiet it down because I'm not just sitting here rushing back to to Tyler Shuck. I'm really not, if he was able to turn in a good game. I mean, I know that it's still feast or famine, Donovan Smith, I'm sure we're rolling with, but I just don't know uh, either from a health standpoint or just in general. Uh, what Tyler Shuck might be for this team as far as elevating what they are. And you do have time spent developing some chemistry with this guy. And I know that Shuck was QB1 by a, a clear margin, it seems like, uh, when they actually had the race. But uh, I don't think it's as cut and dry as Coach McGuire says right there. He says at this point in time, and he's talking about when that happens in a few weeks, at this point in time, who gives us the best chance to win? We know Shuck won the competition. He says that. But at this point in time, who gives us the best chance to right. win? So it's it ain't going to be black and white unless we just have some like total dud of a game Saturday and there's so much you know on the shoulders or at the feet of Donovan Smith. Clearly, I don't know what it would take, but uh, if uh, other than that, it's still going to be as you said uh, a very Marquise situation. You went with the nickname, but I'm going formal name. Muddy, Marquise, whatever. Uh, you're not going to be able to see through the waters. Um, coming up next on Locked on Texas Tech, we are wrapping it up with our weekly Big 12 power rankings. So give yourself a moment to limber up as we get to that. Dead ahead on Locked on Texas Tech. But first, our friends at Jay's Salsa Company, making friends all over the nation. As we told you before, they're shipping anywhere in the U.S. at Jay Salsa Company. Dot com heard from our guy Jacob in, in Colorado Springs. Uh, also heard as well from uh, Brian, who said that he's got a jar now set on YouTube. This is in the comments, Chris. Love the podcast, which is an important thing to mention as well as a part of the salsa <laughs> conversation. So the best part of the weekend for me was opening up that jar of Jay's Salsa, Brian says. First time trying it, and it was well worth the hype. Thanks for the tip. 
Now, if you're in Texas or New Mexico, over 90 stores for you to find it. But if you're elsewhere, jsalsacompany.com is where you need to get to so they can send it right to your doorstep, right? It's an unboxing experience, Chris, like Christmas morning. Yeah, you get those little styrofoam little beads in the in the box, and you get you yeah, feel like you're opening up something fancy, uh, you know. But yeah, hot, mild, no preservatives. I mean, this is the this is the product to have. And again, you can buy it in these stores. Obviously, you mentioned HEB and United Supermarket and Albertsons, things like that. But they'll ship it anywhere, man. And they they'd love to ship you some. They'd love for you to go in the store and buy that red and black jar. That's mm. the key. J Salsa Company. Dot com. Make sure you go That's check right. it out. I mean, and again, get both. Get hot. Get mild. Yeah. Get get both of them. Mix them together. I don't know. Do your thing. You're gonna want. Oh, you're talking Frankenstein there. Doing a little mixing Co- together. Cocktail it. Cocktail it. All right. A little salsa highball. Uh, maybe on a Friday <laughs> night this week. Get ready for the Red Raiders in Oklahoma State. I'd be down with that. Uh, it's the Tech fans tailgate staple. So while you're getting your tailgate on, either in Stillwater or at the crib this weekend, make sure you're stocked up on Jay's Salsa. If you are in Texas or New Mexico, over 90 stores, most United Supermarkets, Albertson Supermarkets, Market Streets. And if you're blessed by God to be in the 806, you can get the HEB and find it right there. Red and black jars popping. They're popping on that grocery store aisle. And it's popping right now. Go see them at jsalsacompany.com. It's Locked On Texas Tech, your team every day on the Locked On Podcast Network. Check it out on YouTube. Subscribe there if you haven't already or anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, YouTube audience, uh, over 50% of the Locked On Texas Tech audience. Chris, we are, we're a television show, basically, like Merv Griffin. <laughs> That I I, uh, I I loved when uh, I don't know if you were a Seinfeld guy or not, but I did love when Kramer pulled the Merv Griffin set out of the dumpster oh, and set yeah. it up in his living room. Yeah, uh, and then Whoa! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> never cat fight cooked up or something. Never gets old. Yeah, that's no, right. That, is, that that giant hawk comes flying next to that. That's like shortlist greatest episode, oh, right? Yeah, top notch. Tiny yeah. instruments, and you identify with George, of course. I had a buddy go through this not too long ago. We're like. His dog pulls an ACL or something, takes it to the vet. No kidding. Vet's like, hey, uh, we can cut it off, $30 or whatever, or surgery, and uh, it's like a mortgage payment, you know, something like that. And so the buddy's like, yeah, cut it off. And the vet was like, really? (laughs) Yeah, you gave me the option. I didn't know you were going to do it. (laughs) Fly in the tiny instruments. Let's perform the squirrel surgery. Stat. (laughs) <laughs> well, and then the commercial break with like the soda and the tortilla chips <laughs> yeah. yeah and then okay now we're back yeah we wouldn't have like, made it we yeah. wouldn't have made it because it was a family show remember that's right it was a family that, show yes. and this is where we kind of get into cooking up a little something ourselves that may resemble the electricity you felt when you saw that hawk flying through the air to attack George Costanza's face, you know, like you felt the voltage kind of running through the set, the energy running through the audience, just like you feel when you know we're getting close to cranking up that hamster on the wheel, plugging in the heat lamp, and power ranking the Big 12. Does anybody know what this is? This is Batman! 
I am the key master. very powerful, okay, it takes hold of you. Drink it in, limber up, recommend picking cherries if you need an exercise or some advice there. Shout out to Bob Payne, third grade PE class. And uh, be sure to rank with your legs, not with your back. It's your first time ranking <laughs> Power ranking the Big 12 with Locked On Texas Tech. Chris, would you like to get down to the cellar first and begin climbing our way out of the basement this week? Uh, maybe we could talk a, a 9 or a 10 to kick this thing off. It's funny you mentioned cherries because I think cherries are the worst fruit in existence. And so let's talk about the worst team in the Big 12, okay? I, I like – that was smooth. That's smooth. <laughs> Yeah, you're I mean, completely incorrect, and I'll try not to let that overwhelm the conversation. But that was you, smooth. You like your 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 okay. Not yeah. all cherries are created equal. I have had some bad cherries. You get the cherry with the pit, and you're thinking this ain't like what Sonic has. It just you, there's, you're telling there's, me you don't want a Sonic cherry in your cherry Newton. It's got a stem and some seeds, and yeah, well, they put it on a Sunday or in a in a in a drink from Sonic or whatever. I can't wait to just take it and like d- discard it. It it drives Come me crazy. On, man. You don't remember back in the day, that's how you'd choose uh, the homecoming <laughs> date. Give us cherry stem to every girl who can tie it in the knot <laughs> first. Lady. I, I know, I get it. I get it. that's I mean, see, hey, let's... we grew up in different places, apparently. Yeah, that's good. That's it. <laughs> that, that's they're tying it with their toes where you come from. <laughs> I'm going uh I'm going Oklahoma here, man. I think they're the worst team Woo-hoo! in the league. Yeah. Delicious. I mean I, I, this is uh Again, it may not work out this way. This is as I see it right now. There's only three teams, okay, in the league that haven't won a conference game. It's Oklahoma, it's West Virginia, and it's Iowa State. Based on how Oklahoma has lost in the last two games, I don't know how you could even argue it. I will say, okay, Kansas State is pretty good, in my opinion. TCU may be pretty good. And so, you know, but – this is Oklahoma we're talking about, and they've gotten run out of their own building. Okay, they got run out of TCU's building, literally. And I mean, I just so I, there's no there's no way I can argue that they they don't belong in the, in the worst spot. It's really harder to try to figure out who's nine and who's eight uh, at that point. Do you disagree with me on Oklahoma being uh, the worst team in the league right now? Uh, not at all. And I don't care if they were three and zero or unbeaten on the season. <laughs> Suckers are in the basement all year long. You and those punks in those faded red uniforms from Austin. Did I just give away my number nine? Because I had no trouble coming up with number nine. It's Texas. Suck it two times. West Virginia win. You think that's getting you out of the cellar? Yeah, right. You're in that SEC swamp for good now, buddy. Have fun with the chiggers and the leeches. <laughs> that's my power ranking breakdown. Uh, so the, the end. Yeah. Oklahoma, you agree with Oklahoma, me on Texas, number nine yeah, for the nine, same nine. reasons. <laughs> What you got, Chris? Uh, uh, okay, so I, I, I went uh, I went West Virginia nine. I went uh, Iowa State eight. Uh, I I was try I didn't I didn't think about like this this SEC slander. And, you were thinking like and football that. and stuff. Yeah, I was trying to like keep Fine. it like yeah. Fair enough. But I, I it's funny because <laughs> there's this tier. Okay, I believe those three teams belong in the in the the lower tier. Again, it may not end up that way. That's how it is right now. 
It's all we've got to go off of mm-hmm. is, is Oklahoma, then West Virginia, then Iowa State. The reason West Virginia and Iowa State to me are a little bit different, I just give Iowa State a bit more credit for beating Iowa at Iowa than I do West Virginia beating Virginia Tech at Virginia Tech. That's really the only differences uh, between the two that you can try to break the tie because they're both 0-2 in the league. Then comes the next tier, and that's where these these hated Longhorns that you mentioned, and I think the Red Raiders are in that that next group right there. But guess what? One of them's played the other, and you 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 beat them. So right. you, you you're number six in my opinion in this power ranking. Texas is seven, and again, it may not end up this way. I, I heard somebody see if you follow me here. Texas may may be their favorite to win the Big Twelve title, and I'm thinking, excuse me, what? Well, backup quarterback. They lose to a pretty good Texas Tech team or a middle-of-the-pack Texas Tech team at their place with a backup quarterback without their stud receiver in the second half. Uh, They lose only by three points. They lost to one of the top teams in the country by one point. They were trying to really frame it and sell it, and we'll see. They better go hammer Oklahoma this weekend or they're going to end up where you had them and and, and they're going to drop big time. But it's interesting. I don't know if we know what to make of Texas, but the Red Raiders may have ended up with a pretty good win there when all is said and done. We'll see. Uh, but that's how I have the 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 back half of of the Big Twelve rankings right now. I don't know where you're at. I know what to make of Texas. Money for nothing, and the <laughs> chicks ain't for free, and they're dudes. So dire look dire straits. I like it. Well done there. Uh, I don't like what you're doing here and the way this is shaping up for Tech and Texas Christian positioning on your list because I think it's going to disagree with mine. Um, yeah, West Virginia, Iowa State. You know, members of the Big Twelve Conference. I, I'm starting to recognize. <laughs> Eight and seven. I have Texas Christian at number six because how how long how much longer do we have to be impressed by people beating Oklahoma? Uh, and and I, I agree with you. I I think I have uh, I have TCU fifth. I think for that very reason. <laughs> this is the week I choose to stop because it's Texas Christian mostly, <laughs> and I don't want to put them ahead of the Red Raiders. I have Tech at number five. So we're we're in the same neighborhood kind of, but you have the Frogs ahead of Tech, right? I do, I yeah. do. So yeah. we're swapped there, but but pretty close to to having those in the same spot. But they they played one less. I still think TCU still, you know, hey, look, their their win over Oklahoma it, it seems impressive, and and it's based on what Oklahoma was supposed to be. But maybe beating Oklahoma <laughs> is not that big of a deal, and everybody's gonna win. I don't I don't know. But they also have played one less conference game than everybody. Here's why I think they're impressive, though, Casey. Their quarterback is playing at a phenomenal level. Mm-hmm. He's not turning it over. He's throwing it all over the field and not turning it over. And I think playing at SMU in a rivalry game at their place, after all the craziness there, they controlled that game and then coming right back and handling that success, coming back and then really True. just taking it to Oklahoma. The game's over with, and by the second quarter, uh, I, I just, I just, I give them, I give them a little bit of credit for that, but. You know, and, and if they go win in Kansas, you know, I mean, I think you have we have to start to to buy in a little bit, even though it, again it's a bit of a snapshot. They have no bye week. I think we talked about this. They're gonna play it straight through. There is no bye week for TCU. They're done sitting idle. Their bye week is over with. If they get beat up, if they have some injuries, they're just they're just stuck. I mean, so that they will play from now every freaking weekend <laughs> until Thanksgiving. I mean, so stupid league <laughs> office. They saw Dykes there and they thought, oh, it's tech. Uh, yeah. Give them the tech schedule. Oh, uh, wait, uh, it's not tech? Oops, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was supposed to be us. Uh, I have the aforementioned Jayhawks just in front of the Red Raiders. 
Kansas is having a fun ride right now, but prepare for the the crash landing into the ground at some point soon. And it Paper, may be up this weekend. Tiger. You know, and they're improved. They're not supposed to be Alabama. And I don't even – I can't even tell you that I call them a paper tiger because I don't think they're a tiger. They're an offensive, pretty weaponized offense. Don't play a lot of defense. So they're probably going to go to a bowl game. But And they should have lost last weekend. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, they, they didn't, but they should have lost. And, and he, you're still you're still bitter over the picks. We can hear that in your voice as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, a thousand percent. But but let, let's look at it. Who did I tell you was in that bottom tier? There's three teams in that bottom tier on this list, right? Mm-hmm. Oklahoma and then West Virginia and Iowa State. Who are, who are Kansas's two Big 12 wins against? Mm. I mean, West Virginia and Iowa State, okay? Mm-hmm. So um, that – that is, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm willing to give them credit because everybody thought they were going to be terrible. Sure. Vegas had them at two and a half uh, wins on this whole season. They're well over that. They've doubled that number. And I think everybody's kind of jumping up and down. And Leipold is a likable guy. But, again, I don't know if they've done a ton yet. However, them just winning is impressive. But, yeah, if you're breaking ties, I just they haven't done a lot yet other than beat a really, I guess, decent Duke team. Even their win at Houston isn't – isn't as impressive as we thought. I mean, everybody's beating Houston these days, including the Red Raiders. Yeah, I mean, it was impressive like when we were just thinking it's Kansas, but now you're trying to be a top 25 team and things like that, and so you're in a different context than just being Kansas as the season goes along. Top three I'm pretty interested in. Um, I mean, clearly, I I think clearly the Cowboys have got to be number one, or are you disagreeing there? I don't think there's any debate here to this point. Uh, I I think, again – Winning, winning in Waco is extreme, especially the way that they did it. I think is very impressive to me because they pretty much controlled that entire game, and and I, th- yeah. I think you know, I think Baylor's pretty good, uh, but I, I think Oklahoma State is right now the top team. And I here's the other thing. I I, I wonder. I think Kansas. Who because who, who do you have second? I don't want to say. <laughs> I have the Baylor Bears number two, and I have okay. Kansas State number three. And it's because I, I, of the two-lane loss, and am I still impressed with Oklahoma win connection okay. for K-State? That's the only thing I'm not Here, Here's about. what breaks my tie. I, I have Kansas State second okay, because that two-lane loss, and this is why, two-lane is four and one. True. Two-lane just went and beat Houston at Houston as well. I mean, two-lane actually may be pretty good. What they were doing that day and that offense only scoring 10 points again, head scratcher, but it looks better now than it did because too late. That is true. Yeah. And so if I'm if I'm breaking ties and things like that, I that that's what I'm gonna go with. Cause I mean Oklahoma State, they, they really got after uh Baylor and I and I they controlled that game. I just didn't think it was uh it, it was a game that, that Baylor ever was really in. They were flirted with it at times, yeah. but Oklahoma State just controlled it from beginning to end for the most part. So, well, it was kind of, it almost had a similar feeling to me uh, of the Tech K State game, except Tech got closer and made it a little more interesting in the middle of the game, but it was almost like you were just always at arm's length. Yep. It was like you could sniff it and you thought you were in the game, but you never really controlled the game uh, all that much. And I felt that way about the Cowboys and the Bears. I I don't know. I think certainly you could get a a lot of different answers as far as uh, how that was breaking down. Uh, we d- we differ on a couple of different points here, uh, have agreement on some others as well, and let us know how you're seeing the Big 12 stack up there in the YouTube comments. We'll get back to the Big 12 and another interesting slate of all games as Locked On Texas Tech 
goes against the spread. We'll be picking some more as I have opened up a healthy, I mean, like a gargantuan two-game lead on uh, Chris after <laughs> last week's picks. We'll get back into them and some fun ball games coming up once again here this weekend to consider as we wrap up the week, which we will do next time around. Uh, Chris, enjoyed it as always, and we'll see you on the other side as we got one more to get ready for the Red Raiders and Cowboys. Bang, bang. Bang, bang. Keep hope alive, people. And those are guns up, right? Not pistols firing. Something like that, yeah. Because that would be incredibly lame. But the guns <laughs> up, ultra cool. Locked yeah. on Big 12, your second listen. Coming up after Locked on Texas Tech, check it out with Josh Neighbors right here on the Locked on Podcast Network. And remember, subscribe, 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 subscribe on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Trying to feed our families. Got a hard winter coming up. We need to be bulking up all the way around, tacking on masks, getting ready for the power grid to shut down. And I need to too. go to I need to go to cherry stem tying lessons too, man. So please, please, yeah. <laughs> if you know of any any good ones uh, here in the LBK, let you know comments as well. Yeah, please yeah. let Chris know. Let's go. Yeah. Hey, I may be the guy. I don't know. I may. I used to double knot that sucker, untie it, hand it back to him straight. It was like David Blaine with the cherry stem. <laughs> amazing kudos to me all right thanks chris uh, and thank you for joining us on locked on texas tech we'll see you tomorrow and don't forget the premiere if you're into it coffee and cowan i mean it's going down smooth every time what a jolt to get the day started at 7 a.m central standard time on youtube right here on locked on texas tech